0: It was dance doing what dance does best. What dance does best is it puts you into the experience. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Creative Process. I'm your host, Alicia peterson baskell we're going to do another short story episode today. These short story episodes are shorter and they're solo. It's just me, but they're an opportunity for me to dive deeper into an idea that has been coming up in the conversations that I've been having with artists across these different genres. Today, we're going to dive into the idea of nourishment. I want to share a story of an experience I had in Berlin of seeing a piece that just so nourished me. So before we go there, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be teaching a choreography class. I'm so excited. In San Diego, it's going to be Monday, March 7th, March 14th, and March 21st from 6.30 to 8 p.m. with San Diego Dance Theater. This is an ongoing class, but I'm teaching this little pocket of time. We're just going to dive into different processes. We're just going to experiment and explore and talk about it and experiment and explore No pressure. This is not about making a masterpiece. This is about finding new ways of working or ways of getting our out of our own way, is what it's about. And so, I want to invite San Diego dance artists to please join me in this class. But also, San Diego artists practicing embodying the work, I think, can help any art form. So, I really don't want to make it sound like this is for choreographers only. This is for anybody who is working as an artist and is creative and wants to nourish themselves and wants to try something different and see how that can affect your artwork. So go check it out, San Diego Dance Theater. I'll put the link in the show notes below. Jumping in to our topic today, nourishment. By nourishment, we're talking about feeding your well, seeing other work, talking about processes, and this happens to every, all of us, right? Where you feel like you're making, making, making. You're just pouring out and churning out. I mean, at some point it might feel like you're just churning out art, churning out dances, churning out performances and not taking something in. So for me, I was given the opportunity to either go take a workshop or go work with choreographer here. For me, I just needed to go see work. So I went to Berlin the summer of 2010. And I went to a festival called Tanz im August. All over the city, theaters are showing dance. You can go see like five performances in a day. It's amazing. And you can hear a lecture talking about it. And then you can go and you can go to the bookstore and read about it. And it's just wonderful. So I went and one of the pieces that really captivated me was a piece that I didn't expect. William Forsythe is an amazing artist. He works from the inside out. And what I mean by that is that in dance, we on the outside can imagine that the movements are the thing, right? And that the external physicality is the thing, but it's not. In work that you see, that you feel this invisible connection to, there is something inside, there is something internal. When I watched a documentary about William Forsythe, he talked about this. This gesture is I can feel the top of my son's head, and then I move. It. And so there was something meaningful in every movement that he was doing. But he works in contemporary ballet, and so that's not necessarily my favorite genre to watch. And I think that's another thing about nourishing yourself is that you go to see the work that you know you like and you go to see the work that maybe isn't anything like you, but you want to take it all in, right? Because it all feeds you. So I wanted to take this in and I loved the space that it was at. It was, my friend had told me about it. It's called Radial System. It's this beautiful theater that was made out of a warehouse and it's brick and it's industrial and it's so cool. You're walking in towards the back, a huge open space to sit and enjoy a coffee or a Prosecco or a book or journal and it overlooks the river. So I sat out on the porch and I'm journaling, just waiting for it to begin. It was so wonderful. Now, this piece that I went to see, is called Human Rights. Rights starting with a W-R-I-T-S, that kind of rights. It blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. It was not what I expected. Let me tell you about it. Now, the one thing that kind of tipped me off a little bit that it was gonna be different was that it was a performance installation. And a performance installation is something where it's already there in the space and you're gonna go and experience it. So instead of being on a stage where they come out and they start the piece on the stage, it's usually already started. You're just entering into it as the audience member. And so they had tickets for this in like 15 minute increments. People would go in, 15 minutes later, more people would go in, people would come out. You can go when you feel like you're done. I think my time was like 7.15 and I walk into this space and this space is huge. They took all of the seats out. Everything was wide open and there were probably 60 tables. I'm guessing this was 10 years ago. Remember (laughs) No, it's 12 years ago. Oh my goodness. So the tables were running, they were running in like a grid-like pattern, 10 across and six deep. And so that, you know, it really fit the space well. By the time I got in, the piece had been going for about a little over an hour. And this grid was not quite as clean, I think, as it may have started. Tables were shifted. Things were a little different. Dancers were all over, all over the space and they were working. They were working so hard. So I'm gonna read this to you real quick. This is on the on William Forsyth's website about this piece. In 1948, the General Assembly of the United Nations adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The Forsyth company focuses on the act of inscribing basic rules for both the individual and society. So by that, that last sentence, they focus on the act of inscribing the basic rules. So these are basic rules. And the idea is that these dancers, their task is to take a charcoal piece of charcoal. And on these tables is white paper. And they are meant to write the human rights document in bold black writing. It is already actually on that paper in pencil. So their only goal is to make this emboldened, to really write this out, to make this clear and to let these basic rules exist. But there are obstacles given to them. Actually, they create the obstacles. So the choreography of this piece is to write the human rights document through an obstacle. So one person, the first person I encountered the way that he was going to write it, because you couldn't just write it, that was not okay. You had to find a way of writing it, a task to write it. So his was to do a seance. So he took audience members and he was sitting on the table and he had the charcoal in the middle and he we, we sat in a circle, we formed a circle. I think he had the table on its side. I mean, tables were on their sides, they were upside down. Things got really messy and it was really awesome. So we're sitting in this circle and we are talking to the chalk and asking it to move. I think he did this all night with different people, different people coming and going. Did he get that message written? No. As I move a little further around, I see two dance artists working against one another. One is trying to write with their hand, one is trying to write with their foot and they're pushing back and forth just a constant pressure. They may have gotten some of it written. Another table, there was a man, and actually I think this took like five tables. There was a man who was strung in like a swing with a rope. He had just rope strung between two of the tables and was swinging himself back and forth, back and forth. And every time he would get close to the table in front of him to write, he would get one little mark and come back and, run, and get one little mark and come back and did this for hours. I don't know how many dance dancers in his company, but I would say at least 20, at least 20, maybe more spread out all over these tables. And at every one, there was another obstacle. It was dance doing what dance does best. What dance does best is it puts you into the experience. So the aboutness in this dance is that this simple universal document of human rights is so impossible to implement. And you feel that frustration in this dance. You feel the impossibleness, like just, it's so impossible. I stayed. I had a performance to go see at nine o'clock somewhere else. I didn't go. I stayed because two things. Number one, I was just enthralled. There was so much to see. There was so much to do. There was so much to interact with. I just wanted to be with it and experience it and and see what happens because duration is so interesting. How can you do this for so long? And the other big, huge question I had that was pertaining to the work that I wanted to make, I wanted to make a performance installation for my thesis the following year, but I wanted a beginning, middle, and an end. So in a performance installation, is it just an ongoing thing where they're going to just do this and then stop at 10 o'clock? Are they going to do this and then get the audience out and then stop? That would make sense, right? But no, this is where I get so excited about this piece because William Forsyth is truly brilliant. This was absolutely brilliant. I stayed because I wanted to see how it might end. And what happened Was in that last hour or so, there there were these huge lights up on the ceiling and they were dangling down. You didn't notice them for most of the piece because they were just lighting the space. They looked very industrial. Right around nine o'clock, 9.15 maybe, these covers started coming down and covering those lights and blacking them out. So the far space was now dark. That naturally, very, very, naturally brought the audience that remained into a smaller space where the now there were, you know maybe nine lights. And then there were six. And then for that last 15 minutes, 20 minutes, there were three. They were huge. So that was covering a, a nice wide space. But by this point, we were all gathered close in a circle around three or four dance artists who were in this, oh, this amazing back and forth, almost assembly line that they were doing to get that chalk down, to get that charcoal written. These dancers were filthy. The room was disheveled. Tables were everywhere, but we were in this circle, probably around 10 tables that had been piled up on each other, by this point, there was now this central stage and everything had gathered there. They could have gone on like that forever. They really could have, but those lights came down, 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 down and blackout. Oh my gosh. I was so happy. I stayed till the end. I was so happy. I stayed there for over two and a half hours. It was the most nourishing experience here was this installation and how he, William Forsyth, used lighting and space to whittle it down and to create such an intimate, specific ending. It just filled me up. I walked out into the lobby afterward and was just hanging out. I was was by myself, so I could just eavesdrop. And I got myself a, a Prosecco and I listened and Dancers would come out and they'd see their friends and be talking with their friends. And I heard one guy say, Yeah, William said, don't dance. You are not allowed to dance. And so we couldn't even dance. We weren't allowed to dance. And I love that. Oh my gosh. I love dance, but I love the movements of humans. And I love the movements of a body who is trained in dance, moving like a human. There's nothing like it. Thank you so much for, for sticking with me <laughs> in this story. I love reliving it. Gosh, if I can encourage you to go see work right now, just go see something in your area. In San Diego, UCSD is going to have a performance of their students with work by Marcos Duran and Yolanda Snaith. Go see that. And thank you so much for listening and being here. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next Thursday. Bye.